the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. I want to say that to you one more time. So lean in a little bit closer. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. That is from the book, The Go-Giver. And in this episode of the Doer's Journey podcast, you're going to hear my conversation with one of the co-authors, Bob Berg. As you listen, Bob's going to share with you the five laws of stratospheric success with a focus on the law of authenticity and how you can use it in your life. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer. Because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you, and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank. Now let's be doers and dive into this episode. All right. Hey, it's me again. Before we jump into this conversation with Bob Berg, I just wanted to share three quick things with you. Number one, I just want to say thank you because this is episode number eight of the Doer's Journey podcast. Why is that important? Because I've been told that most podcasts quit after the seventh episode. So this is episode number eight. So this is a milestone for us. And I just want to say thank you for continuing to listen to the Doer's Journey podcast, for sharing this podcast with people you feel like that will get value from it, and also subscribing and leaving a rating for us because that helps other people find the podcast. Number two, I believe this episode is so important because we live in a world where being authentic can be hard. Being yourself can be hard, especially with social media and you're trying to be, people are trying to be like other people. And this episode is just so important. And number three, I just wanted to formally introduce you to the person you're about to hear me have a conversation with around the power of authenticity. Bob Berg is the author of one of my favorite books of all time called The Go-Giver. It's a little story about a powerful business idea. And this book has been translated in over, I believe, 28 languages. It's one that I've referred to people over and over again. And so I'm just so excited to have Bob Berg and for you to listen to our conversation around authenticity. But Bob is a highly sought after speaker who teaches the principles at the core of the go-giver to audiences all around the world. He's a former top sales professional, and he's also the author of the book, Endless Referrals. And as I always say, listen in so you can take notes on what you can take action on, because Bob's going to share several principles with you, two of which is the number one reason people don't show up authentically in their life and how you can stay authentic in your business or in your personal life, even as you're modeling somebody else. So let's listen into the conversation now. Bob, welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast. Thank you, Carlos. What a great pleasure and honor to be with you. Thank you. And before we get started, Bob, I got to share this story with you because my father-in-law would be upset if I didn't share this. Uh, a couple years ago, we were visiting Maryland, cold day, walked into his house, and we usually go into his house to play some pool. And I walked in, and as I was walking through the living room, I looked down, 
and I see this little red book on his coffee, uh, coffee table. And I said, oh my gosh, when did you learn about this book? And he looked at me and he said, Carlos, I found that book and it's been a book that I've been referring to my clients. He's a CPA. He's been referring it to his clients and his business partners for the last couple of years. So mm. he wanted to say hello and thank you, Bob. I had to share that with you. Thank you for sharing that. Please tell him I said hello and that I send my best regards. I am deeply honored to know that. I definitely will. So, Bob, let, let's talk about the book because it's, it's one of my favorite books because it's, it's told in a story format. And I love stories. I love parables where we get to learn from the person that's going through the story and the lessons they've learned. So can you share with the audience the five stratospheric laws of success that are within the book and the premise of The Go-Giver? Sure. And, you know, the, the story part uh, is really, uh, the credit goes to John David Mann, my co-author. He's the lead writer. He's the storyteller. I'm a, I'm a how-to guy. I'm step one, step two, step three. And John <laughs> has such a way of relating a, a, a story. And, I, and as you know, and as you, you alluded, and I think we, most of us feel this way, not all, but most of us, and that is that stories connect on a heart-to-heart -heart level that... Um, really a, a how-to, while they're very valuable, I love reading how-to books as well, but there's nothing like a parable to really connect between the author and the reader. And uh, so it was, it was such an honor to be able to, to team up with John to, uh, to do this with him. And I learned so much you know, by, by working with him. The premise of the story is really nothing more than that shifting your focus, and this is your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And with that in mind, we have five laws that we, that, that we share throughout the book. And those laws are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The law of value is, is simply that your true worth, and when we say that, we mean in the business sense, of course, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Now, this sounds counterintuitive when you first hear it, right? I give more in value than I take in payment. That sounds all nicey-nice and everything, but that also sounds like a recipe for bankruptcy, give more in value than I take in payment. And to understand this, we simply need to understand the difference between price and value. A price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. Uh, it is what it is. Whereas value is the relative worth uh, or desirability of a thing, of something, to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth or value to another human being that they will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did, while you also make a very healthy profit. Uh, you're, you were saying your father-in-law is a CPA. So a person hires him to do their taxes. Uh, he charged, and I don't know what he charges, but let's just say $1,000, name a round figure, he charges $1,000. That's his fee, literally his price. But what value does he provide his client in exchange? Well, through his years of study, learning his craft, through getting to know the other person 
and focusing on their business and what they are trying to accomplish, he's able to save them, say, $5,000 on their taxes. Uh, he also saves them countless hours of time, and he provides them with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. So we see here that, again, while price is finite, value can be both concrete in terms of that $5,000 savings, pretty easy to wrap our arms around that, but it can also be conceptual in terms of the peace of mind, which probably holds more value to that person than anything else. So what your father-in-law did was he gave his client uh, well over $5,000 in value in exchange for a $1,000 fee or price. So he gave more in value than he took in payment. So the client feels great about it, um, while your father-in-law also made a very healthy profit because it was worth it to him to, uh, to lease his time and expertise and wisdom and knowledge for $1,000. In fact, in a, a free market-based exchange, if you will, when I say free market, I simply mean no one's forced to do business with anyone else. They do it on their own volition. In a free market-based exchange, there are always two profits, the buyer profits and the seller profits, because each of them come away better off afterwards than they were before. Uh, that's basically the, the law of value. Uh, the law of compensation says your income is determined by how many people you serve as well as how well you serve them. So where law number one says to give more in value than you take in payment, law number two tells us that the more people whose lives you touch with the exceptional value you provide, the more money with which you'll be rewarded. Uh, so as Nicole Martin, the CEO in the story, advised Joe, the protege, while, one, while the law of value represents your potential income, law number two, which is how many lives you impact with that value, that equals your actual income. Law number three, the law of influence says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Again, counterintuitive sounding, but you know, when you look at all the greatest leaders, the top influencers, the most sustainably successful salespeople and entrepreneurs. This is simply how they run their lives and conduct their businesses. They're always looking out for the other person's interest. Now, when we say place the other person's first interest first, we certainly don't mean you should be anyone's doormat or a martyr or a self-sacrificial. That, that's not it at all. It's simply understanding as Joe learned from several of the mentors in the story, the golden rule of, of business, of sales, of networking, what have you, is that, that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way, Carlos, to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely and authentically moving from that I focus or me focus that so many have to that other focus. Looking to, as, as Sam, one of the mentors in the story told Joe, looking to make your win all about the other person's win. And as you develop the reputation for doing that constantly, consistently on an ongoing basis, you'll be the way, that person who's the go-to person, who's that center of influence and who others 
you know, they want to be your personal walking ambassador. Uh, law number four, the law of authenticity says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And in this um, uh, part of the story, uh, the mentor here, Deborah Davenport, she shared a very important lesson, and that is all the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are indeed very, very important, they're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true authentic core. But when you do, when you show up, as we like to say, as yourself day after day, week after week, month after month, people feel good about you. Uh, people feel comfortable with you. They feel safe with you. After all, they know who they're getting, right? And this is when they begin to know you and like you and love you and trust you and want to be in relationship with you. And then law number five is the law of um, receptivity, which says the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. This means nothing more than that, sure, we breathe out, we also have to breathe in. You can't do one or the other and thrive, never mind even sustain, right? right. So breathe out carbon dioxide, breathe in oxygen, breathe out, which is giving, breathe in, which is receiving. And of course, we, we one thing we unfortunately receive is too many messages from the world around us, uh, negative messages about prosperity uh, and what causes it, and about money and what causes it, and about right. And so we have to put those aside and study prosperity because you know the fact is, giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin. Mm. They work in tandem we it's not are you a giver or a receiver no you're a giver and a receiver but what you know is that it begins with the giving because that's what universal law is you sow before you reap okay mm -hmm. you you don't go into a bank and ask and demand an interest payment before you make a deposit right it doesn't work that way you know you don't say to the fireplace give me some heat <laughs> then i'll throw on some logs and Burn and light a match and blood. No, that's not how. See, we give first. Give. Uh, that's why we, John David Mann and I say that money is simply an echo of value. Hmm. It, it's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means nothing more than that the focus on the giving and then the money you receive. And again, the giving of value to others, which is, and then the money you receive is simply a very natural result of the value you've provided so yeah you focus on the giving but you know what as you know you've still got to allow the receiving i absolutely love it honestly bob i could probably st uh, press stop on the record button right now and this podcast and tell my listeners to just rewind and just listen to everything that you just said i i love again i just love this book so much because you can basically take a portion of the story, portion of the five laws, and just read it once a day or once a week and learn from it. So with this podcast, the reason the person's listening to this podcast, you know, of course, they probably saw your name, saw the book, but they also saw that we're going to be focusing in on the law of authenticity, that fourth law. Uh, and 
just to share a little background on me, Bob, you know, that is something that I would say that I've had a challenge with over the years for different reasons um, from my from my upbringing, multicultural upbringing. Uh, you know, I was raised by a Filipino mother. My biological father was black. My my father that raised me was white. And so I struggled for a while uh, to find, you know, my authentic self. And I was in sales. Uh, I would look at people and I would want to model people and I'd, I'd imitate them but I wasn't being my authentic self. And that's why I wanted to bring you on and focus on this fourth law. So talk to us a little bit about, because in the story, Joe is with Pindar and he's now going to uh, you know, go listen to Deborah Davenport and, and learn this lesson from her. Talk to us a little bit about why you and John felt like this was a very important law to put into the book. Yeah, and you know, these days too, uh, I mean, I'd say since the book came out, we've, and not, I don't think this is from the book, but I think it just happened in, in terms of a, that authenticity has been such an overused word, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we, we, when we wrote this and we put the law of authenticity in there, I don't think we knew it was going to be at a time when all of a sudden authenticity became a, such a buzzword. Then again, so did influence and so did value and so did everything else. So, which goes to show that nothing that we wrote was particularly original, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that the concepts weren't original, but authenticity is simply something you hear all the time. And I think it's, it can be misunderstood as well. So let's maybe delve into that. Mm-hmm. But I think when we look at authenticity, you know, how do we define any term? Well, authenticity is really just being you. It's, it's, it's living life congruently with your essence. Uh, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to say it that way. Um, and so when Dapper shares that lesson, it causes us to really say, well, uh, you know, living authentically, doing business authentically is, is a good way to, to do it. Right. And that seems pretty obvious. So why then do sometimes people not show up authentically um, if, if that's not even the best way to, to do business? And I think that the natural response people might have is, well, because they just, because they're phony. And I don't think that's it. I do not think that's it at all. Or because they're trying to pull one over on us. No, I don't think that's it at all. Now, it's a big world. There's plenty of people who do that, but I'm not talking about them. Okay, that that small, very small percentage. I'm talking about most of us. And I think we've all been through, to varying degrees, not living authentically, not coming across authentically, not being authentic. Why? I think the number one reason why someone doesn't show up authentically, Carlos, is because they don't have the self-confidence to do so. Mm. I can speak firsthand. That was always my issue when, when that was the case with me. Because let's face it. It's difficult to show up authentically when you don't feel you have anything authentically worthy of showing up for. Mm. So what it really means is that we may not understand or embrace our true authentic value. Now, I believe as human beings, we all have two types of value. We have uh, intrinsic value, which simply means as human beings, we have value. Like Deborah said, you are enough, right? Just if we want to go even there, you are enough just by being who you are. But we also have what I call market value. 
Market value, I define as that combination of strengths, traits, talents, and characteristics that allow you to add value to, now let's say the marketplace, but it doesn't have, and in such a way that you will be rewarded financially, but it's more than that though, because it, it can be in all other areas. Uh, in terms of a personal relationship, it means you have those strengths, traits, talents, and characteristics that will allow you to be loved by another human being, all right? It means that whatever you give yourself to, whether financially, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, relationally, what have you, it means you have those strengths, traits, talents, and characteristics that as you give those, you will receive. The key is that we've got to be able to first recognize those, as Mike Littman once called it, assets of value. We have to recognize it and we have to embrace it. So let's ask the question, why is it so hard for us as human beings to recognize so often our value? And I think the answer is because we're human beings mm -hmm. and we're very emotionally close to ourselves. And it's difficult for us to really recognize some of those gifts or talents or traits. Why? Because we see the world through our own paradigm, our own model, our own set of belief systems. And we assume that what we see is what everyone else sees about themselves and about ourselves and about, so we may have something, we may have a, a type of, you know, just very well-developed sense of empathy or caring or great with numbers or able to explain things to people in such a way that they can, that they feel comfortable and they can understand. But see, we just, well, so that's just what everyone can do. I mean, I can't tell you how often I've coached or mentored someone where I, they've told me what they're doing. I said, wow, that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. And they said, oh no, no, everyone does that. Now they weren't being falsely modest, Carlos. They just really didn't see that as something that was extra special because to them, that's just who they are. Mm -hmm. This is why it can be so helpful to work with someone, whether it's a, informally or formally, whatever, a coach or a mentor or a friend or someone, right? But it, though someone who's probably not so close to you that they can't see it mm -hmm. either. But uh, so it could be a sales manager at work or it could be a, a clergy person or it could be just someone you admire who will you know, sit with you from time to time and help you. But, but it's really important. There's a lot of introspection there. And so what happens is that's the first step is, is knowing it. The first step is understanding it's an issue because only when we understand it's an issue can we go about exploring how to work with this. That's awesome. So that's the first step. So Bob, as we're talking about authenticity, for an example, when I started this podcast, I looked at it. I believe in the law of modeling, finding others that have done what sure. it is that you want to do or gotten the results you've wanted. And there's certain principles that they've applied that you can apply yourself. For instance, you know, I'll go out and I'll look for, I look at Bob's podcast that I listen to, the Go-Giver podcast. And I'm like, oh man, I want to, I want to do my podcast like Bob. I want to do my introduction like him. I want to interview like him and do my outro. And even with sales, that's something I did. I sought out the person that's gotten the most results and I asked him, what did you do sure. to get this result? How do we model 
someone or how does a business model another business but still keep their authenticity so they don't lose themselves? Great question. Great question. First, the sages of old asked, who is wise? And they answered, that person who learns from all others. Mm. Right? And so the, the neat thing is there are so many people we can learn from. We can even learn from people who are no longer here. I mean, we can read the, 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 the Stoics, right, and, and learn Stoicism, which is unbelievable information from people. We can read Lao Tzu, and, and, we, can, and we can read Sun Tzu, and we can read Benjamin Franklin, and Booker T. Washington, and Dale Carnegie, and Napoleon Hill, and, and you know, I mean, all these great people, right, and we can study and learn from. We can watch YouTube videos. We can also learn from the modern day people who you and I both admire. Here's the thing. Learn from everyone, okay? Learn from everyone. Adapt their wisdom, but don't adopt their personality. Mm. This is key. This is key because people have systems from which we can prosper, okay? We can learn. What is a system? A system is simply the process of attaining a goal based on a very logical and specific set of how-to principles. Okay, the key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, you know that all you need to do is A and you'll get the desired results of B. Brian Tracy is so brilliant. Brian Tracy's put together these wonderful systems. Uh, adapt his system, but don't try to be Brian. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, I can learn from Brian, but I can't be Brian. I can, I can learn from Dondi Scumachi, who's a great leadership teacher. I can't be Dondi Scumachi, right? Uh, I can learn from Willie Jolly. I can't be Willie Jolly, right? All we can do, we can learn from everyone. We can adapt their wisdom, mm. but we need to stay true to our authentic selves. I love that. And for, the, for you that's listening right now, what Bob just said is so, go back and rewind that, <laughs> listen to it again. <laughs> um, because, you know, take on the skills, but you gotta keep your personality because the world needs you. The world doesn't need another Carlos Frank or another Bob Berg. We need, well, we could use more Bob Bergs, but with your personality. The world needs more Carlos you Franks. Have. More, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's, that's so awesome. So, Bob, I want to read, um, as we're coming to a close here, I want to read a page from the book, page 92, one of the many pages that I've marked up, highlighted, took notes on. Uh, and it says, the most valuable thing you have to give is yourself. No matter what you think you're selling, what you're really offering is you. And I believe that ties so perfectly, obviously because it's from the book, but it just ties back you know, to what you said. So I wanna ask two last questions as we're wrapping up here, Bob. Um, the, the last one's kind of a question that I ask all of my guests and I, I gotta ask you, but this one is, if you were coaching me right now, after you talk through the introspection, uh, whether it's personally or for my business, what's the next step that somebody can take to make sure they are being authentic as they're moving in their business or as they're moving in life? Well, you know, I, I think it's always asking yourself is whenever you have a decision, 
or whenever you're about to take an action, it's, it's measuring that action against your values. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for example, with me, I would say if we're going to define uh, happiness, right? I'd say it's a genuine and ongoing feeling of joy and peace of mind, the result of living congruently with one's values. Mm -hmm. Because we know that we cannot really be happy if our actions are not congruent with our values. We can't, I mean, by the very nature of the thing, we can't do it. So I'd always say is what I'm about to do uh, congruent with my values, with what I stand for. I think as long as we do that, we're always, because we always want to be striving for more information, more knowledge, more wisdom, uh, you know, whatever it is that we desire to, to have or be or want or, or what have you. Then we just put that, is there anything about that that's incongruent with who I am or who I want to be? That's awesome. Well, Bob, this is the, the last question for you. And like I said, this is a question that I ask all of my guests on the Doer's Journey podcast. And, and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on the law of authenticity. And that's the fourth law again for you listening. It's the most valuable gift you can offer is yourself. So, Bob, you talked about those four things. I want to hear from you because I know you've learned about yourself and people have shared things with you over the years. What do you believe that your doer's superpower is, that you've been able to, to learn about yourself, whether it's a trait or a skill, that you've really been able to leverage over the years so you can be more of the servant leader that you currently are? Well, I've worked very, very hard at developing what I call people skills, because I believe that is so very important. Don't get me wrong, competence is important, talent is important, all those, you know, technical skills, all the different things that, 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 but that's just an entry fee into the game. It's really how are you able to make people feel, genuinely feel about themselves? And to the degree that you can genuinely bring out the best in others, I think that's the degree that you are really, you create the context for success. Uh, a superpower, I, if, if it could be called that, I would say it's a sense of empathy for others. And I think that's based uh, out of my own experiences uh, growing up with and, and having and struggling my entire life with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, the real one, not where people say, oh, I'm so OCD about that. That's a totally different thing. But because of, of that, um, I think it has, and, and while there's nothing good about having OCD, it has totally allowed me to be empathetic to others, to be able to feel others' pain in a way, even if I don't understand exactly what they're going through. And I can empathize with you on that, Bob, because that is something that I've had to overcome in my life as well. Thank you for sharing your doer superpower. Uh, you can find and learn more about Bob at the Go Giver. Dot com. Uh, he has more books out there. And so you want to go out and, and learn more about Bob. And then you can also go to Berg.com. And that's B-U-R-G.com. And you can learn more about Bob, uh, his coaching, uh, his speaking. And just, uh, again, I cannot tell you 
enough how important that I believe, I believe everybody should get this book. It should be a reference book in everybody's household. And Bob, I just want to say thank you for being on the Doer's Journey podcast. Thank you for all that you're doing. And please keep on doing it, Bob. Keep letting your light shine because you and uh, John David Mann with this book and everything that you do have truly, I believe, made the world a better place. Well, you just touched my heart. Thank you so much, Carlos. I appreciate you and appreciate all the immense value you bring to so many of us. Thank you. All right. Doer's Journey family. Again, go out there, visit Bob's website, thegogiver.com and berg.com for more information on Bob and go out there and make it a great day. And remember, go out there and be doers. Thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your Doer's Journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.